Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Your Houston teams, your Houston hosts, and your Houston takes. We so Houston, man. I mean, how many times do we have to f- say Houston? I'm so Houston. Houston in the trenches returns now. now. That's better than that Taylor Swift you had. It was intentional. I like. I used to hate this person. I specifically went for something I knew you liked the beat. because you complained about the last yes. one. Yes, because it sounded too poppy. All right, welcome in, welcome back in the trenches, exclusively on Sports Talk 790. He is Chris. I am Indy, and right now we're going to be joined by one of the best football analysts out there and one of the best quarterbacks ever played for the Rice Owls. Very sharp on and off the field, and does a great job breaking down the sport of football. Taylor McCarg. Very good follow at T McCarg 16. That's M C H A R G U E 1 6. And he's joining us for his weekly segment. Taylor, what's up? It's Indy and Chris. How are you today, brother? Good morning, guys. Good morning. I'm good. I'm just praying that, that we get some sort of college football season. I'm, I'm hanging on by a thread. You know what? We're all praying for the same thing. And, and when you talk about that, You know, when the SWAC made their decision, now the Southland Conference, they've postponed uh, fall activities, you know, obviously meaning football. I thought whatever one Power Five conference did, the others would do. But why do you think there's been different decisions from the different conferences within the Power Five? That's a great question, and I think that's going to be something that everybody's obviously tracking and following moving forward. What's been so interesting to me is that you're getting different opinions from medical professionals in different parts of the country, and the Pac-12 and Big Ten release the findings that uh, the experts that they relied on, medical experts, for their reasons why it was not safe to move forward. And then you see the exact same thing in the SEC. The lead cardiologist of the Mayo Clinic comes out and says, it's fine for these kids to be playing football. So that's going to be something moving forward. What is the reason? Was the, the ultimate reasons why? And was it truly just because of health and wellness for these kids, or did it go deeper? And, and was it more tied to the dollars and cents and revenue they feel like they would lose if they didn't have fans in the stands? It's crazy, Taylor. I'm, I'm looking at you know some of these other conferences uh, like the Big Twelve and the SEC still pursuing forward. And you know when we, I think the the warning signs from the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceling. You know, we see the Big 12 respond yesterday saying, we're ramping up testing even more. You know, the SEC said we're going to spend even more resources on making sure everything's safe. So I almost feel like, in a way, this has helped those other leagues continue to pursue because it's making them go, all right, we need to mind our P's and Q's even more so and make sure we're doing this the right way. I agree with you, and I have have held firm to this that I truly believe that these kids that are on these college campuses being tested regularly are – more safe than if they went home and they didn't have these protocols in place. I mean, just to be able to get on campus and get into the facility and then leave at night, it's pretty rigorous for these kids. And they're getting tested regularly. I think these coaches are doing a good job of making sure that they're staying close to home. They're not going out and doing anything and, and seeing people. Indy, we talked you know months ago about how difficult would it be to keep 
kids from going to parties on campus. And to this point, I, it appears that these players and teams are taking it seriously and realize that they've got one shot at this, really. And if you have a team that has an explosion of cases, it may jeopardize the whole thing, especially at one of the bigger conferences, the, the SEC, ACC, and Big 12. But for now, it does look like, and it's primarily you know, stadium put out a map of, of the, the portion of the United States that is planning on playing. And like you'd imagine, it is mostly the South. And for now, it looks like they're going to try and press forward. We'll see what happens with this delayed start. If you know they bought themselves about a month, we'll see what happens if anything changes in that time. T- tell me this, Taylor, and I know it's going to take some time and putting heads together. Why don't you think there's the same concerted effort, the same community effort idea to say, you know what, let's just – put football on the back burner for a year, but let's figure out a way to do it the right way, whether that means extending eligibility, whether that means starting in a month where the incoming freshmen can still get that red shirt or gray shirt where guys don't lose scholarships. But it just seems like it's so fragmented. Like you have one team, Nebraska, saying we don't care what the conference is. We still want to play. Is anybody out going to play us? Then you have one Power 5 team saying we're going to postpone because of health reason. Another one saying, ah, they're they're more, uh, they're safer being in this whole college bubble. I'm wondering if they said, okay, look, because we don't know what we don't know, just put it on the back burner for a year and let's all get together and figure out how to make this work 12 months from now. Yeah. So two things, I think college football and what you're seeing play out is really a microcosm for the entire country and how states have reacted differently. And I think the lack of leadership from the NCAA there should have been a plan between these Power Five conference presidents and ADs to say, when we get to camp, if we, ha- if we don't have this completely under control and there's not a vaccine, will we move forward? Because that decision wasn't made. They let these kids come back on campus, go through the, the, the rigors of getting back to school, going through the, the quarantining, starting camp, and then pulling the plug, which I think was ridiculous. I think if you were going to pull the plug, make that decision months ago. So I think the lack of, of leadership where they're not, these conferences and these ADs and presidents aren't, they're making regional decisions. They're not looking up to the NCAA saying, tell us what to do. The NCAA left it in their hands. The flip side of what you just asked, what happens, you know, why can't they just put this on the back burner? I think these ADs and these school presidents are very concerned about the players unionizing, and I think they're they're buying a little bit of time by pushing this back. But they they have to get this season underway and and get some sort of revenue in from football because college football drives the ship for the rest of these athletics programs. And if they don't get this season in and they lose out on an entire calendar year of revenue from college football, you're going to see a lot of teams. We've already seen a few teams from around the country, you know. Teams like Stanford Wrestling that wins national championships that close their doors. That's just a taste of what's to come if there's no college football for an entire year. Because it, there, make no mistake about it, college football drives the ship for the rest of college athletics and then college basketball. And behind that, virtually no one else turns a profit in college athletics. There are there are a handful of college baseball teams. There are a handful of women's basketball teams. But outside of that. These teams lose money, and they lose it hand over fist. 
We, we've heard, Taylor, the schools have said it's all about player safety. To me, there's four categories here. It's safety, liability, revenue, and public perception. It's those four things. Put them in however right. order or priority you want. Uh, my only issue with putting all the blame on cancellation on player safety is the backside of this, Taylor. We've seen Ohio State, even Maryland came out yesterday and said, Oh, no, no, we're not sent just sending these kids home. We're still going to have workouts every day. They're still going to come to our facility every day. They'll still eat in the cafeteria here at the athletic building. We'll still have workouts and you know maybe even some padded practices here and there. We're still going to do all this. And my question becomes, is this the right path in that these kids, when suddenly you say you don't have a football season to prepare for, suddenly that party on Thursday night becomes a little bit more appealing. Going out to the bar with the buddies on Wednesday night does become a little bit more. You know what? I don't have to be at practice at 7 a.m. or work out at 7 a.m. tomorrow and have a full day of practice. Yeah, let's go out and spend out some hours in the bar. I just feel like if it's really all about safety, you better take every damn precaution in the world to still make sure these guys aren't getting infected because it feels like they're still going to open themselves up to that. I've felt this entire time that it is extremely hypocritical to expect thousands of kids to come back on campus and intermingle and expect them to social distance. And East Carolina just shut down a party last night that had 400 kids at it. I mean, that's going to happen on every campus in the United States. To expect these kids to come back on campus and have your football team, who these guys are, they are the safest kids on campus and in a lot of ways, the safest kids in the cities that they live in. No one's getting tested more than they are outside of professional athletes. And now you're expecting them to stay on campus and work out, but you tell them it's unsafe for you to go play this team across town that's doing the exact same thing you are. But it's purely, like you talked about, it's purely for liability purposes. They're covering their own, you know what, in the event that a kid gets sick and something terrible happens to them. And for that reason, I understand because there's no waiver out there that's going to fully protect these universities. If every one of these players signed a waiver and their parents signed off on it saying, yes, my kid can play, and then one of them, God forbid, dies, they're still going to come after the university. Make no mistake about it. And so that's the the catch-22 that we're in right now where you've got some teams that are, are really adamant about wanting their voice to be heard. And I think that's the biggest frustration that you hear from coaches right now is it doesn't appear that these power five coaches were really consulted their voice and their players voices were not really listened to. It came, it was the university president and to some extent their ADs that were dealing with these commissioners that began to, the the dominoes began to fall at at the P five level. That's the voice of Taylor McGarg, up-and-coming football analyst, doing a great job from here to Austin to all over the nation. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at T McGarg, M-C-H-A-R-G-U-E-16. Taylor, as always, we appreciate your time and your knowledge. I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good weekend. All right. Appreciate Taylor for coming in on his weekly segment. Quick timeout. We're going to open the phone line, 713-212-5790. If you want to jump in in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.